But then it was the idea of stock options for agents where they become the owners of the company. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Welcome to the King's Court Podcast. Welcome to the King's Code Podcast. My name is Ro Velasquez, and I have a very special guest today. And I always say I have a very, I only invite special people <laughs> to my podcast, man. So if you're here, that means that you're special. So Michael Valdez, welcome to the King's Code Podcast, brother. Raul, I'm so glad to be here with you. This is amazing. I love it. Thank you for the invite. Man, I mean, I was reading your bio. I was looking to how to introduce you into the podcast, man. You have an impressive Bio, brother. You, you. I've work, lived a while. You, you, you work with Deutsche Bank. <laughs> I did. You had a background with Realogy. Yes. Uh, now you're with EXP, and right. and and you have over seventy-eight thousand agents Actually worldwide. Actually, eighty thousand agents as of yesterday. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Congratulations, it keeps bro. going. It keeps going. Yeah. It keep growing. But the, the impressive <laughs> thing about this, and I, and the reason why you need to have to, to be in this podcast, because everything you're doing right now is a is game changing. It truly like, is. Like it's it's game, and especially now in this market that we're in right now, being yeah. in real estate. You know, real estate hasn't changed in like fucking decades. Absolutely. You know? Now you're coming in and you're bringing the storm and you're creating a wave of, of agents that are that are caught up in a culture, in you, a different you culture. You just mentioned it. It's the word culture, right? Look, we're in 21 countries around the world. We've got 80,000 agents. We don't own a single office. Everything is cloud-based. We are a different a, a different thing that we give to the agent. But it's not just the commission, right? It's not just about the fact that we get into a really healthy commission in every country that we're in with the possibility of an agent getting to 100% commission. But really the EXP model that's so different is the fact that it makes the agent the CEO of their own company. Yeah. Right. And, and listen, when I was in, you know, we met in those in Scouts. We did, you know, yeah, you, it was amazing. You know, one, of, one of you guys reached out to me saying, can you speak at this event? I was like, listen, I, I, my I back is in real estate. I, I, mean, I have the experience of ages. I'm like, man, they want leads. Everybody wants fucking leads. Yeah. I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm, a, I'm in a different consciousness. I don't want to just right. talk about leads. I want to talk about expansion. I want to talk yeah. about going to the next level. I said, take a look at my videos. If you see one to go there and speak, listen, I'll, I'm here to serve, right? Yep. The guy called me after 20 minutes. Raul, I want you to speak. I watch your videos. Like, this is what the agents need. That's it. So I was still skeptical going there. I said, okay, I'm going to do my agent talk, and I'm going to talk about how to get more leads through having the edge. Listen, I was blown away when I walked to the room, and everyone was bought in to a culture of growth. That's exactly it. And, and that's what I think that what you guys are doing is such, a, such an amazing work because you're changing not just the business model. You're changing the level of thinking. We're changing lives is what it is. How to change their how to right. change their their mindset of yep. of just getting money to actually have a lifestyle. That's it. Lifestyle. So talk to me about when how did you so how did you get involved with the XP? So you were you were working so, at a regular brokerage, right? A regular So I model. was so I was senior vice president of Realogy, which is a holding company for six other large brands. And includes so Century Twenty One and Sotheby's Era, Global oh, Banker, Century Twenty One right, so, so for the people who are hearing this, like it's it's equivalent to an Amazon. Right, yeah. like that's a yeah. like real estate is like an Amazon. So sure. if you're in the real estate, real estate space, you used to run a company that ran most of the big brands. That's right? correct. So I was there for 15 years, and I ran the international business for all six brands. So I collectively it was 113 countries and 300,000 agents. And then I met Glenn Sanford, who mm -hmm. is the founder of EXP, and this guy is the Steve Jobs of our generation. 
It's somebody who was so forward thinking. Imagine the idea that he created basically business on the first metaverse, right? Yeah. Everyone's talking about the metaverse now. Everything is cloud-based. Everything is this virtual reality. It's been our reality for the last decade. Mm. And so everyone is just catching up now. So Facebook just caught up to us, which is really nice of them. So it's now the idea that we're so far ahead mm. of this that it's really hard for anyone to catch up to us. And, and it's interesting when you said, you know, Glenn is a, the Steve Jobs of real estate because yeah. when I saw him at the at this event, again, I'm, I'm speaking at this event, and usually founders, when, uh, you know, the speakers come in, like, okay, that's it. What are you going to teach me, right? Yeah. But I saw him engage in the front of the, of, of, uh, of the audience. I Absolutely. saw him taking notes. He's the best I mean, student. this guy is a, is, a, is a student. That's right. You know, and I think that from, from a leadership perspective, it's important for people to understand that if you're not in alignment with a, with a leader that's a student of the game, Absolutely. it's just a matter of time that you're going to be out of business. I think Steve Jobs was what, a student. He was always 100%. learning. He was yep. always constantly looking for innovation. So, so now you, you meet with Glenn. How did he convince you to do what you're doing? So, so that I, was, actually was conversation. Met, I actually met with uh, the CEO first, Jason Gessing, and we actually sat on a panel to, uh, together uh, almost two and a half years ago, almost to the day, because then we all met again at a real estate conference that we're all in here in New York at the moment. And so we met there two and a half years ago. And so the conversation started with, would you ever be interested on an EXP global conversation. And I said, I have no idea, but I'll have coffee with anybody. And so I started hearing about what their model was. And it was so fascinating because it wasn't just about commissions, which is where everyone sort of goes to. But then it was the idea of stock options for agents where they become the owners of the company. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And then it's the idea of anyone that you share the story with, you're gonna participate in their success. Mm. And I was just like, well, hold on. This is a game changer. Mm. Where you look at, instead of the brand leading in front, the agent becomes yeah. the brand. I was like, they, whoa. You, you fall, you're not falling in love with your product, you fall in love with your, with your customer, you fall in love with your people. 100%. You know, and it's funny because when we talk about the 80,000 agents, we talk about lives changed. Mm. We don't talk about agents at it. Mm. And that's a completely different mindset. You start talking about how do you affect change, right? And it was like, you know, there were some moving things when I've been at this company because I always say that I worked for that other company for 15 years and I never heard anyone sort of say that company changed my life. I heard that from day one here. And at first, you know, I'm born and raised in New York and it was sort of like, you know, it's sort of like this company changed my life. I'm like, oh my God, everyone's drinking the Kool-Aid. What have yeah. I done? My accountant thought it was the craziest group I've ever made in my life. And so then it was like the idea of, wow, this is really that word you just said, culture. Hmm. And that's what's so important when you start looking at this. That's what you can't sort of like talk to anybody about. And, and this is why, you know, I, I look at any business model, right? Yeah. And I look at any, any opportunity out there. When it's too good to be true, it's usually too good to be true, right? Yep. And I'm always skeptical about like, okay, here's, you know, what's... What's the, what's the, how can I, in my words, how can I fuck this up, yeah. right? Yeah. Every single time I get into a business, I look at how can I fuck this up so that yeah. way I can anticipate the challenges, right? Tell me, like, what would you say people that are skeptical about, like, the model of EXP, how can they fuck it up? <laughs> like, the only way they can fuck it up is by not joining. So the <laughs> idea of this, you and I are the same person because 
I came from a banking background where you're sort of looked at, you know, and I'm born and raised in New York, so we don't trust anything anyway. And so I'm looking at this and I'm looking at the model and it's sort of like, it's too good to be true. And so I'm looking at the idea that you can add people to your organization down to seven levels and participate in all of this. And I'm like, hold on a second. And so I pulled every SEC filing that they ever did. Hmm. And I read it because I came from a finance background. And I was going through and I was just like, I'm really frustrated. I can't find the holes in this. Hmm. And so then I wanted to speak to every board member. And I spoke to every board member individually. And I went through the process. I went through the due diligence for myself because I, I don't move around a lot. I was 10 years at Deutsche Bank, 15 years at Realogy. And I knew that wherever I was going next was gonna be my last job. I wasn't gonna go anywhere else. And it was the idea that I, I'm gonna build something. And if I believe in it, I'm all in. Hmm. And so when I really realized, wow, this is actually real. And we were able to grow exponentially in two in less than two years time. We've opened 18 countries hmm. around the world. Through the pandemic. Through the pandemic through without pandemic. ever getting on a plane. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, when I look at, you know, uh, I coach different businesses, I coach different people and, and I'm always looking at the patterns, right? The pattern yeah. recognition. And the biggest challenge that they have is usually how do I attract talent? How That's do I right. attract, you know, people who have who who are going to put in the work? Yep. And I'm looking at your story, I'm like, man, vision. That's it. Like we without a vision, I mean you saw the vision. You, you saw somebody who had a Steve Jobs vision. You yes. saw where the, the trends were, were were happening. You saw when the market was going and then you also doubled down on you. That's it. Because you didn't yeah. just believe in this. Like, I could make this happen. Yeah. So there's a, there's a bunch of people listening to this podcast. So listen, Raul, I don't care about real estate. Right. I don't, I don't want to be an agent. I don't want to yeah. join anything. How can, I, how can I extract value from this conversation? So let's talk about when you're making a decision to do something as drastic as you, a safe 15-year career. Sure. So maybe some people right now listening, like, I have a 15-year business. Yep. I'm not... I'm not being driven anymore. I'm That's not it. seeing the light of the intelligence. How do you make that decision to actually take a risk? Say, hey, I need to do something different. I need to bring in innovation to it. How, how did you justify that in your mind? I think I was raised with it. So uh, my dad was uh, was Cuban. He was uh, part of uh, Batista's cabinet. He was one of his attorneys. And he was actually a political prisoner and was released during the Bay of Pigs in a prisoner exchange program all before I was born. And so he actually was raised with that mindset, right? When he came here to New York and continued his career here, it was difficult, it was really difficult. And so, but he succeeded again. And it was that thing that tomorrow's never promised, yeah. right? And so when I was 24, I was actually diagnosed with colon cancer. And so for me, it was one of these things where, okay, now you're not supposed to test your own mortality at 24. Right. And so the idea was, OK, then now it's really sort of doubling down on tomorrow's never promised. Mm -hmm. Right. So every day is another gift. And so that was over 30 years ago now. And when you start looking at something like that, you when you're safe is the yeah. worst place you could ever be. I, I, I always say that because I, then I, nothing happens. It's like comfort is death for the comfort for, is death for the men and women who are driven. Correct. For the high achievers, being comfortable, that's when you go to die. That's right. You know, so so now, how do you, because I have a process, and I think, you know, when you were at the event, yeah. I share my process, where right. I, I pretty much tap into my darkness every single day. I, I visualize my kids, I visualize my family dying, right? Because it's, fear is in the mind. That's you know? right. Like, so we have to really tap into the fear, and then, yeah. 
once you visualize that, once you realize that, okay, death is inevitable, yep. what are you gonna do about it today? Yep. You have 24 hours. Are you gonna fucking show up? Are you gonna fucking make excuses? Are you gonna go all in or are you gonna be comfortable? That's it. So what was your, what was your moment that I like, fuck, I need to do something different because I feel like I'm dying here. I am not growing because I'm dying. That was, well, listen, that's how I got to EXP was because I was in a safe zone. I could have phoned in my job the last two years I was there, mm. right? And it was doing great. You know, it's sort of like when I could have phoned it in, it was sort of like I wasn't excited mm. and I needed to be. I didn't I didn't feel alive anymore. And that's that that's what I think most people lose the edge when they they miss that drive. hundred percent. They don't feel alive. As well. So now going to the like that's to be honest with you, that's what happened to me in real right. estate. I used to I used to wake up every day thinking, man, I get paid to do this. This yeah. is fucking awesome. Right. Yeah, yeah. Then after. I get paid. I fuck. I don't get paid enough to do this shit. Right? <laughs> so you go from like, man, I get paid to do this to like, exactly. I don't get paid enough to do this, right? right? But then I was missing that drive. That's I was it. missing that that passion. So now you now you found this. Now where is the where's the vision? Like like now that you have this vision, now you have this drive. How do you avoid not getting burned out? Because I know like guys like you and I were like we just we don't stop. We continue to go all in. How do you avoid not getting burned out? What are you Here's doing? Here's what it is. It's like, so with my old job, right? I looked over 113 countries. I've opened up 18 countries here. I'm just getting started. Hmm. I'm just getting started, right? It's like we start looking at the fact, I think we were at like 30,000 agents when I joined two years ago. We're at 80,000 agents now. We'll be at 100 before the end of the year. When we start looking at this thing, when we're now looking at an event space where we have to go into arenas because of this, I already sort of see the vision where we're going to be in, 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 within five years time, where we're going to have a stream of arenas around the world because that's where we're going to have to fit in. We're going to have to fit into stadiums at this mm -hmm. point, right? And so after we get through, by the way, the largest real estate company in, in, in our industry is only at about 180,000 agents and they had about a 40 year head start. And so we're already going to be at half that size by the end of this year and we'll surpass them right after that. Yeah. So we'll be the largest real estate company in the world, period. And we're the largest independent company now in the world. Mm -hmm. So the goals just keep increasing. So that's what's exciting for me yeah. because it's not just about the winning. The winning is great. We're very competitive. So the winning is great, but it's who wins mm -hmm. at the end, right? Right now, you've got 80,000 people winning. You'll have 100,000 people winning. It's impact. Imagine, and it's, imagine and it's, the impact. And it's the impact of that. You know, when we opened up in, in, in Mexico, our leader in Mexico said, my country needed this model. Mm. That was so impactful. We're a real estate company. And when you start talking about how you affect not only yourself, your family, and your community, but to start thinking about my country needed this, mm. that was a huge statement. It's a it's, huge statement. It's the impact. I always talk about uh, ROI, yeah. return on, on impact. That's right. What's the return on impact? A lot of people, are, you know, especially in real estate, oh, wait, what's the return on my investment? Well, right. What are you investing in? Yeah. Are you investing in creating an impact or are you investing in just making making money? That's the difference. You know, so I, what I see with, with your company, uh, Michael, and I, and I see the big picture, right? Yeah. What would you say to somebody right now that doesn't have a real estate company that wants to create a, a bring innovation into the marketplace? What would you say to them in order for them to kind of get their their head out of their their ass instead of be, staying comfortable for them to to break through and say, hey man, I need to I need to do something different. If you're talking about real estate at this in, point, in, in total, in, in so, any, any any industry, what would you say to somebody say, this, I have a medical practice, I have a you know a, a technology company, but I'm it's stuck. It's what you're sort of saying to I'm get the fear out of the equation. Go through the worst case scenario. 
What's the worst case scenario that can happen hmm. if you did it and if you didn't do it, right? What if you were actually sort of playing that game and playing big? Go back to where you're, you now have the luxury of it being the, the having the, the idea of looking back on your deathbed. What decisions are you going to regret? Hmm. And which ones are you going to actually sort of say, I'm so glad I did that. And I think not a lot of people think about that. And, and the pandemic has allowed us to actually feel that. Of course. Because I don't, I don't know what happened um, in your experience with the pandemic, but the pandemic really exposed a lot of weaknesses with my wife and I. We got sick with, uh, with COVID yeah. and my wife started having liver failure. Oh, wow. And, and, and that was, imagine, all these years, sure. I've been practicing my ritual, visualizing my wife and my kids dying, right? And now, oh shit, wow. like, this is fucking real, right? Yeah. This could happen. And at that moment, I realized that if I'm living here, if, if my wife and I are here, we're here to create a bigger impact. That's right. Do not discount your purpose. You know, no matter how much money you make, is, is your purpose. Why are you here in this earth? Who's going to be better off because you're here? And most important, who the, who the fuck is going to be impacted by your excuses? Yeah. Sometimes we, we focus on all the, all the shit that's going on in our lives instead of focusing on what we could do if we get out of the excuses mentality. So following on that, if you start picturing your funeral, who will be there and what will they say about you hmm. and work backwards? Yeah, that's, and that's, that's what changed the game. That's right. That's what changed the game. Listen, brother, I, I appreciate you being here, man. Oh, you, brother, you, thank you, you so, so much. This is so, so much great. value. If you I appreciate to this, you. You know, one thing you have to understand is innovation doesn't happen without overcoming fear. Innovation happens the moment that you realize that you being in that stuck mentality is just your attachment to having control and attachment to just be comfortable. Get out of your fucking you know, comfort zone and, and create a bigger impact. We turn on impact. That's what we're here for. Thank you, brother. Appreciate That's awesome. You. Thank you so much. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Learn it. Live it. Experience it. Love life. If you're ready to find the edge, go to kingscodebook.com to get the latest copy of my book, The King's Code. This book will help you find the clarity, the certainty, and the purpose that you need in order for you to lead with power. Go to kingscodebook.com and find your code to the edge now.